and welcome to Torah Talks Chazak's Tuesday night program with a special guest tonight. We have a very special guest, a very dear friend of ours, Rabbi Leibel Amshlita. Welcome, how are you doing? Good, Hashem, what an honor it is to have you over here at the Chazak headquarters. And tonight, our Torah talk, we're going to be talking about tasting the sweetness of prayer, of tefillah, and a very important topic. But before we delve into tonight's topic, Rabbi, if you give us a little bit of background about the great work you're involved with. So, Baruch Hashem, I'm doing some work now with uh, Partners in Torah, which Ooh. I enjoy very much. It's good to partner with the Torah. What's that? It's good to partner with the Torah. It's good, yeah, it's good to partner with the Torah. And which is basically phone calls, right? It's, it's mostly happening by phone calls. But it, it's, it's unbelievable that people, there's like 3,000 mentors and 3,000 partners, like 6,000 people, and they need guidance. Like every base medrash needs a Sholem uh, someone who's going to answer questions and help them through difficult chapters. And so that's one of the things I'm happily involved with. That's great. And uh, Kesher Elion de Raisa, a friend of mine, years ago, he passed away subsequently. I didn't see him for many years. We met at a uh, yeshiva reunion, and he uh, he pulled his tzitzis out from his uh, jacket, from his pants. He said he's pointed that he says to the Gemara Menachah says Kesha Elion de Raisa. The top knot is is tzitzis. He says the top connection that we have between each other is Torah. That's ah. it. That's what the is talking about tzitzis, but it means the top connection that any two Jews can have. Is the Torah. Torah. And that's what and we're the doing. The connection that we can have with Hashem is derisive, is with uh, Torah. <coughs> so that's, that's what we're doing. We're having a Torah talk right now. All right, Amazing. Barbara Shem, Barbara so Shem. exciting. Okay, Givaldi. Yagdir Torah, Yagdir Rabbi Leib Lam is a world renowned lecturer and author. Uh, you know, walking in here, uh, someone reminded me that you have the LOL. Uh, which is uh, Lamb on Life. What's that all about, Rami? So uh, I do a one-minute video every day, six days a week, and um, something that's you know, hopefully thought-provoking. Oh, it's and, not a joke, LOL. And practical. No, no, no. no. <laughs> life is funny enough. I don't okay. mean, we, don't have, we don't have to make any jokes. Life is the, they say truth is stranger and more organized than fiction. So, so okay. you know, we don't have to make it's not. It, there is always some kind of hidden joke in there, but the basic premise is that. Uh, you know, sometimes people don't have time to listen to a whole seven hour or an hour and a half, an hour and 15 minutes here. Sure, be lovely, but nobody doesn't have one minute. Ah. And most of them, I think 98% of them I've done in the car. I'm sitting in the car. <laughs> and I've had a few people ask me, why do, why do, you, uh, why do you do it in the car? And uh, and I usually follow up and ask, are you, are you married? You know? <laughs> the kids <laughs> at home. And someone tells me, no. I said, well, when you'll get married, you'll understand exactly what's going on. <laughs> Where else can a fellow let his pay us down, you know, and be and be himself, and, and not have to shush anybody? Or you know, <laughs> I'm making a video now. You know? So the car, that's you know, that's my man cave. That's, that's my funny. office. That's where I do my my work. Very interesting. Okay, Rabbi Label Lamb. So tasting the sweetness of prayer of tefillah. Yeah. Rabbi, what's the right mindset when we go to pray to Dhamma? Okay, it's, a, it's an important question because tefillah is not just an action that we do; it's a mindset, <laughs> it's a state of being. And just like when you know someone comes home from work, he has to before he comes into the house, he has to, and he even kisses the mezuzah and touches the door handle. He has to, you know, decompress from a hard day's work and not bring whatever stress and attitudes he has. He has to. You're coming to a new place. You're crossing into a boundary into a new area. That's so, a good tip, by the way. So, so Tzvila also, Ramil used to say, uh, based on the mission of Perkei, was Hafein door. Prepare yourself in the entrance way. That's what we're doing in this world, and that's what we do as we transition from one thing to the other. So we come into the shul. There's ways that we need to comport ourselves in shul and quiet and these type of things. But even when we step up to our place of where we're going to daven, 
um, there are certain known uh, and good, well, you know, good practices that can help sort of press the reset button because we're coming in followed by all of our thoughts and all of our uh, worries and concerns for the day and that's really supposed to step aside when, when we pray. So maybe one practical idea, and again, I didn't, I didn't make this up, but I've been practicing it and I taught it to other people. Very, very simple, and that's to breathe. If you want to press the reset button, <sighs> just to slowly breathe into the nose. <laughs> Hold on to it then. Breathe in and breathe out. Then let it out even slower and longer than the time that you took to breathe in. Do that two or three times, and suddenly you find that your mind is relaxed, and you press the reset button. It's hard to even remember what you were thinking about <laughs> half a minute ago. You it's working to... very well right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so once the, 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 the blackboard has been erased, and, and the mind is now sort of clear, uh-huh. so now it's time to maybe write something onto that board. And that's where we begin with Ashray, or we say, Hashem, Sosai, Tiftah. And now let me say the things that I open up my mouth, Hashem, so I can say to you the things that I that I want to say, I want to express myself. So just that one simple idea of just taking a pause and breathing, I think it can be very, very helpful. It makes us that what we're doing is deliberate and we're intending to do what we're going to do. We're, we're, we're adjusting ourselves. Having, fun, having concentration to the fact that we're going into the synagogue and the shul to pray. Yeah, we're going into That's the, the mindset. We're going to meet Hashem. So ah. we just can't we just can be carried in with the same pulse and mindset like we just walked in off the street uh, off of Main, Ave- uh, Main, Main Street, Street. <laughs> Avenue. Yeah. I hear it so that's uh, the powerful mi- uh, yeah. insight with regard to the mindset yeah. Rabbi practical insights for making prayer sweet well, yeah. what would you what insights would you give us Rabbi I mean it's something that we do every day so the, you know the good news is that we sometimes you know people starting out prayer don't know exactly what to do with themselves and then they get good at it but the bad news is we get good at it and we get used to doing it okay. and nothing, nothing fails like success mm. so uh, so one of the things that I'm trying to focus on, again I'm just sharing things that I, you know what I'm working on and that is to you know, we sometimes think we have to do more. Sometimes it might be better to do. I'm thinking to do less, to do slow, to ah. rather than do things fast and proficiently, and to unload these words, rather to follow the advice of the Gerson Ban, who says something very interesting. He writes in this to his son about Tvila. He says the following things: Choshevesa dibor, kodim Think about the word before it exits your mouth. So sometimes a person sitting, you know, trying to be honest with a linear sitter, sitter, and if there's a word they don't understand, they're looking back and forth. But usually we're saying the word, and then we're translating it maybe in our mind, you know, as we're saying it, or just after we said it. And it's sort of like reading the street signs in the rearview mirror. <laughs> if a person thinks about it before he says it, we can see that it, it can have a very, very dramatic effect. There's a huge difference. And what, what is that difference? I remember having heard a story years ago about a fellow who was uh, married just a per- short period of time, a few months, and he comes complaining to the rabbi. He says, listen, I, I, you know, when we were going out, everything was wonderful. Mm-hmm. He said, you know, you like Shabbat? Oh, I love Shabbat. You know, you like children? Oh, me children. Do you like <laughs> Yerushalayim? Oh, Yerushalayim. You know, beautiful. Yeah, we agree, we're happy, we're smiling, sort of the hope and nice. Now all I'm meeting is, a, is a, you know, a, a, a tears, and, and, and I don't know, what do I do? How do I cheer her up? How do I put a smile back on her face? And the rabbi says, okay, let's start with some simple things. You bring, ever bring home flowers for Shabbos? Because no, okay, let's start with some basics. Bring home flowers, bring home a nice bouquet of flowers, whatever shop is. He says, that's all? He says, no, no, no. He says, 
whenever you give a gift, he says, you have to give a note that comes along with the gift. Mm. He says, what should I write on the note? This guy needs a lot of help. He says, this is it. Okay, how about, uh, you are my sunshine, my only sunshine. Okay, it's nice. It sounds a little it's cliche, cute. but it, you know, it could work. The fellow says, oh, you are my, he writes the whole note out carefully. He says, okay, fine. I should say it. I should write it. He says, either way, but, but, you know, but you definitely have a note. Fine, terrific. Comes our Shabbat, he, the fellow comes into the house. His wife says, what, is, what do you got behind you? What's going on over there? She's curious. He brings out a giant bouquet of flowers. Wow, a smile sweeps across her face. He hasn't seen for months. Oh, it's working. Then he pulls a piece of paper out of his pocket and he says, and the rabbi said, I should say, you are my sunshine and my only sunshine. <laughs> Whack! You know, suddenly the, uh, the, 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 the smile collapses and the, and the flowers are, you know, crashing on top of his head, you know. And he's wondering, like, you know, what, what did, did I, I do wrong? What did I do wrong? I said, you know, we can all tell him what you did wrong. What you, the rabbi said, I should say. What kind of way is that to, to, to read a, a loving note, you know, to, to, to one's wife? That's, that's not the way we do it. So, so it could be, I'm thinking, that when we approach davening and we're reading and translating words, it's as if we're saying, the Anche Kenneth Gedola said that we should say these words. Okay, it's not bad. It's not bad. But it would mean much more if this fellow would even look down and said, you are my sunshine. My only sunshine. And he would have just paused and internalized and made it his words before he spoke them, that would have been fine. That would have, that would have, that would have made a huge... She would have tears in her eyes and she would have said, oh, I'm the luckiest woman in the face of the earth. So it would have been a different relationship. It would have created a different type of bond over here. So when we are... That's not so easy to do. It's good. If a person would try to do this for a whole Shimon Esrei, we'd probably pass out from exhaustion, like a little child who's nursing and, and, and suddenly after a half hour of drinking, you know, they have, to go, they have to go to sleep for the next two hours. But even if we can try for one bracha, or try, try for two brachas, and to, and to think, before I say the word baruch, what does it mean? It means a tam akor habracha, it says in Yisod Malchus Tila, you are the source of blessing. That I'm identifying, I'm tearing, peeling back the layers of creation. I said, Hashem, you are the source of this goodness that we find in our life that comes in this angle, it manifests itself in this form. And I'm finding Hashem a hundred, we, we say a hundred blessings a day, it's a hundred skylights in our lives. We're peeling back that, that layer and we're saying, It's you, Hashem. So if you think about it before we say it, it becomes us that now speaking our heart to Hashem. And maybe we can understand why the Talmud says, to serve Hashem with all of your heart and, uh, and the Talmud says what is the work of the heart that's, that's what Tfila is, is, is Tfila davening is the work of the heart this is hard it's hard work it's hard work <laughs> we're really working over our hearts and we're, we're redirecting our thoughts and our feelings so it's different rather than this just reciting davening and, and running through words we're, we're, that little extra pause that one step to think about the word before we say it now uh, it, it electrifies the davening it's whatever sweet, it, is, the whole like that. it makes it sweet and the real sweet part now comes from you know, uh, you know the, the words. Okay, words are powerful, but th- there are some words that are just beyond words. And we're, you know, moving along the page. It's a two-dimensional page, and suddenly we bump into, for example, the name of Hashem, Yud and Hey and Bob and Hey, and in the uh, uh, certain Sidurim, the, the, the Svarti Sidurim, and the Sidur that I use also. 
they have intertwining the, 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 the UK, the UK, the name of Hashem with the name Adnus, and you start to see that there's something bigger than you know, bigger beyond life. That's beyond words. That's happening over there. That's the name of Hashem. I remember being at the Western Wall many, many years ago when I was at the Kosel, and I was saying to Hillam, I had a I had a good amount of time, and I was just patiently going through to Hillam and uh, just moving myself to stay in the in, in, in the in the shadow, but not in the sun because it was getting hot already. And uh, and at some point, I said, like, where am I going? Why am I moving at this pace? Let me slow down. Where am I running to? No one's chasing me. I have to say this amount. Or I have to say this. What's that? Let me just sip it slowly, like a hot tea. Then I get to, and I realize why I'm even going to the next word. Let me just slow down and stop. And I stop by the name Yud and Hey and Bob and Hey. I was there for about 45 minutes. I just wow. yeah, that's it. That's it. Shlomo Melech says Migdal Oz Shem Hashem. That a tower of strength is the name of Hashem. Tzadik Yarut Sham Benizga, that a tzadik runs into there and he finds shelter. That's where we find. That's where we find our comfort. That's that's the sweetness of davening. Tamuru Kitab Hashem, the taste and the see how good Hashem is. But if we hustle through davening, in a, as, as if we're being chased by the hands of the clock, so then sometimes we we we, we, we glide past it like it's a two-dimensional word. It's, it's not, not the a, quantity; it's the quality. It's, the, it's a quality. Ah. The quality. It's not a two-dimensional word. It's a word that should be like suddenly you 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 came to the to the Freedom Tower, and suddenly it's it's shooting off the page like a uh, like a light, a giant you know undescribable light is jumping off the page over there. If we go slow enough, and we get the baruch atah. Hashem, wow, you know, then we'll start to feel like this. We're, we're connected in a, in, a, in, a, in a profound way. I'm feeling it, Rabbi. Unbelievable. Yeah. The Chazal tells Rabbi, uh, you know, tefillah below kavana, kiguv below neshama. Prayer without concentration, like a body without a soul. We know that there's uh, no body, uh, there's no body without a soul. So uh, the famous mashal, the famous parable, is that you know a person comes to the house and uh, and it's hot outside and, and the person's peeling the fruits mm-hmm. and instead of giving you the fruits he gives you the peel mm-hmm. and uh, you know that's so that's such an embarrassment so uh, same thing when we pray and we're just saying the words but we don't have the concentration then it's as if we're giving God the peels and we're keeping the fruit so it's important to focus that's it's good it's good to do whatever we can but there is a tremendous value to whatever it is that we do yeah uh, yeah, uh, someday you, you, hopefully you'll, you'll have grandchildren, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, one, one of my little grandchildren looks up at me and, and, and says, Zadie, you know. <laughs> I didn't know they, they, they knew how to talk or anything yet, but that, that might have even been one of their first one or two words. They just look up at me with this adoring look and say, Zadie, you know. <laughs> and then they mumble a few words. I don't even know what they're saying, but at least they're directed in my you know, general direction. I'm saying to myself, this kid's part of the inheritance over here. Right? <laughs> <laughs> they, they're going to get part of the lamb fortune. You know? I'm not saying how much there is in, 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 in that fortune over there, but in my mind, in, I, I don't even understand what they're saying. Yeah, but still that feeling. The, the, fact, the fact that somebody's trying to talk in your general direction is also, it has... It right. has Everybody has that, their yeah, levels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, trying to, we're trying to sing a song to Hashem, and even if we're off-key, but at least... Uh, 
Bocher B'Shiri Amo Yisrael Hashem is choosing the songs of the Jewish people because we're singing in his direction. There was even an individual that couldn't read Hebrew, but he went to the synagogue in the high holidays. He just said Olive and Beis and Gimbal. And in heaven, they took all the letters and put it into a prayer. So there's a... The rabbi saying whatever person's level is... Whatever heart we can spoke from, we know how to read already, and we know how to do these things. Sometimes going faster and doing more and more intensely is, is having the opposite effect. Sometimes we just take a slow pace and we sip it slowly. He said, The dude, the Magid, said a beautiful mushroom. The Gemara says, Kol Omer Shlosh Pami Anybody who says Ashrei, that's basically three times a day. Psalm 145, three times a day. about guaranteed citizens in the next world. How long does it take to say Ashrei? Somebody has to do the Magid. Takes uh, it's written acrostically according to Aleph Bays, but minus the Nun for uh, so and they're short psukim. Not they're not long term. They're little. They're short little phrases. So maybe it takes uh, thirty seconds, forty seconds, maybe a minute. We'll give a minute for, for Ashrei, and then another minute, or three times, three minutes. So for a three minute investment every day, guaranteed to be a citizen of the world. The Dubnagi said, how can the Talmud practice, promise such a huge delivery for such a small investment? It sounds disproportionate. So he said, uh, let me give him a marshal. He answered every question with a marshal. So he said, uh, someone came to the doctor, <laughs> coughing, sneezing, wheezing, all the, all the bad symptoms, COVID, whatever it is, you know. <laughs> and, uh, COVID back then, also? Yeah, 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 yeah. They just had a different name for it. Yeah. So... Um, so he said, so, so the doctor, you know, figured out, analyzed what, what the problem was, diagnosed it, and said, listen, if you take this medicine, go to the pharmacist, and fill up this prescription, guaranteed you'll be better. Guaranteed to be better. It was okay, fine. Guy went to the pharmacy, paid the money, got the, uh, got the medicine, the pills. Comes back a week later, <laughs> worse. Hmm? Wheezing, sneezing, but didn't get better even a little bit. Doctor, he's coming back and playing to the doctor. He said, "I'm going to get better. It didn't get better. What's this, what's what's going on in here? What's Doesn't, happening? Yeah, it didn't it didn't work. What you what you said? The doctor says, I'm a little puzzled. Is this what you have? I prescribed the medicine. Let me see. You, you fulfilled this prescription? Yes. The doctor says, How do you take the medicine? He says, I take the first pill in the morning. I chew it. I spit it out. I take the next pill later on. I chew it and I spit it out. I take the next pill later on. I chew it and I spit it out. The doctor looked at him and said, "You're a silly man." <laughs> he said, that's not how you take medicine. We all know that. You know, take a medicine, put it in, take a drink of water, and you have to either you chew it or you swallow it, and it, it, and it dissolves in your system. It gets sent out to the extremity of your body, and it'll, it'll, it'll do what it's meant to do. It'll heal you. But chewing and spitting it out doesn't, 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 that's not the accomplishment of the medicine. So the Dubna Magi said that if a person, when the Talmud is promising, call Omer to heal a Dabi Shlosh Pami, anybody said, take one Psalm 145, three times they move he says, that's not if he chews out the words after he gets right that and spits them out. He says, if they sip it slow like a hot, sweet tea, Ashrei, Yoshrei, Pesecha, we're sitting in your house, Hashem. Wow, old oh, Yahalukasela. Oh, that we'll sit there forever. If we're sitting in your house in this world, we'll sit in your house forever. Tov Hashem Lakol. Oh, Hashem is good to everyone. Oh, Hashem is good to his mercy upon her. Taking those words has a transformative. Uh, effect on the person's mind 
The Chofetz of Lavan says, Adam nimshach achar dibor. Machshav nimshach achar dibor. A person's affected by what he said. If you're going to say these words slowly, then they will have a curative effect and a transformative effect on on your mind and on your heart. They'll be they'll be shaping you rather than just chewing the words and spitting them out. Korav Hashem l'chol korav. Hashem is close to all the kolim. Kol asher yikruhu be'emes. Everybody calls out in truth. So if I'm going to call out in truth because this is what I really mean and this is what I wanted to say. And so, so there's so many... The, the, word, the words are affecting us. They're not just, it's not a question of unloading words. We're not a delivery man with a truck and we're unloading words. We're... Absorbing it. We're absorbing it. We're taking it in. Sweetness. We're speaking out. It says, Chana Chana was speaking on her heart. Raksasanal, she was talking to Hashem, but she was eavesdropping on her own feelings. It was, it was shaping her heart. So after so many years of, cry, of crying and wanting a child, suddenly Hashem says, Okay. So Hashem changed his mind. You change, we can change Hashem's mind with feeling. And one of the answers that's given is, She changed her mind. She's a different, she's a different lady. It's not the same little Kalamadel who just got, you know, who just just getting married, just got married, and expects like all her friends she's going to have a child the first year. It didn't happen the first time. It didn't happen a year one by three years. Now she's talking. She's Hashem, you're my only hope, Hashem. She those words because she learned it in seminary. That's what you're supposed to say. Now all of a sudden she sees she, with desperation. She says, Hashem, you're the only one who can create a child. Makes Hashem. I says, oh, this has to come from you, Hashem. Hashem Shualti. And then all of a sudden, you know, oh, she means it. Oh, she means it. Mm. Okay. She got it. She got it. You get it because you mean it. Now you mean it. Hashem Now a different person. That's what Tila is supposed to be. With not as much change. We're as much trying to change Hashem's mind. But the best way to change Hashem's mind is to shape and to and, and to transform our own mind, our own way of thinking and being. Yeah. Powerful, Rabbi Lam. Ah, love Did we it. Run out of time, right? No, no, okay. not at all. I actually have a okay. follow-up on that, okay. uh, which is as follows. You know, we're supposed to be praying every single day for three times a day, Shacharit and Chavit, and uh, sometimes it could be, uh, you know, repetitive. You know, for right. a person. Right. So, uh, how do we make sure that every day that uh, those prayers that a person prays carry on throughout the day? To just be okay, you know, uh, I'm going to pray at 8 a.m. or 7 a.m. Whatever it is. Okay, I'm doing mincha during the day. I'm doing arvid meyer that night. How does a person carry it throughout the day? Right. So it seems like we took a little spiritual vacation. Now back to business. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So so. You know, what did I get out of it? What's the approach? Yeah, I'm, am I living a dual life over here? I'm, I'm being so, you know, spiritual. You know, for these uh, t- fifteen minutes of this forty-five minute period, and then you know, I, back I, to I, work. I, I lay, you know, and I got to get back, get back to the work. So the the interesting statement from the Shlach Kodesh, he said, "Mimer like this: Ain Rega below Pega. There's no moment that doesn't have its." Problems. It doesn't have its bumps and bruises and difficulties and worries or whatever it is. You know, if things are good, how long will they stay good? You know, mm. if things are not good, when is it going to be better? When is it? You know, whatever it is. In regular, in regular, plug it. When you get to be a certain age, they say when you're young, you have a body. When you're old, you get really you have parts. You know, <laughs> yeah, you, you feel this and you feel that. And the, 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 a person's mind can go in all kinds of different directions: business, life, children, all kinds of different things. So, in regular. Whether it's an internal challenge or an external challenge, parking, you name it, whatever it is. So, 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 so since Tila is based upon not just a time thing, 
to serve Hashem with your heart. There's a requirement, even if a person uh, is not in Shmon Esrei, to, be, to, be, to, to call to Hashem whenever we need anything. Whenever we need anything. So really, those three times a day are really preparing us for the, the mindset that we carry throughout the day. And Rabbi Nachman said, he said, on that member of the Shal Kodesh, in Regal it says by Yaakovino, that's what he made the Tfilis Arvis, made the, the, the evening prayer. In one of the three, uh, 13 Lashanos of Tfilis, 13 expressions of Tfilis, is, is Pegia, Al Tifgulbi. It's a, it's a certain persistence. And so you see that it was at nighttime, Yaakovino set up the evening prayer. So the Talmud says, Halavai Yispala Adam Kola Yom Kula, for a person it has, has bumps and bruises and difficulties and challenges and he needs Hashem to help at all time. Ay, Hashem Yazor, Hashem help me, Hashem help me. And it says by Yosef Atzadik, he's the only one who was ever called in the Torah, an Ishlam Masliach, a successful person. And he was even recognized by, uh, by Potiphar, who was a wicked man who was sent into prison on made up charges. He said, how did he notice that Hashem was with him? Hashem, he's a successful person. And Potiphar said, Hashem was with him. Potiphar sees Hashem is with him. He had like a special way of picking up, you know, uh, spiritual signals like that. He was a wicked person. He says, because he saw Yosef was successful at whatever he was doing, and his lips were constantly moving. His lips were constantly He says, what are you, what are you, what are you, what are you chanting? What are you mumbling about over there? And he's saying, he says, and Rashi says, Shem Shemayim Shagar Bakit. He said, Hashem, please help me. Help me that this meal should come out good. Help me that this, you know, project should work out. Help me with this. Everything he was doing, Hashem Shemayim Adam It's not just we do three times a day, and then we stand and we're spiritual. It's the whole day long we're inviting Hashem into every detail of everything that we're doing throughout the day. It's such ah. a template for our relationship with the Kodesh Baruch We're inviting Hashem into every detail, whatever we have a need for, whatever we, whether it's big or small. As a matter of fact, the smaller it is, the better. The, the, the more we're showing that a Kodesh Baruch is Melech over the. So that's over is over that the, the approach, Rabbi? Whenever you need something, I need this. I need that. Is that when you pray? Like we're, 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 we're praying. We're praying all day long. We're praying all day long. So it shouldn't just be I, uh, God. I, uh, Hashem, I want this. I, I want need that. this. Whenever we feel a need, Hashem is inviting. Invite me. Invite me. Tell me you need something. Imagine if uh, you, you're a child and they need something and they need help with homework. They're struggling with an assignment and and, 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 and and they don't call you and they fail and they say, "Why didn't you ask me? When yeah, you, you needed, you missed the bus, you missed the plane because you asked me. I would, you know, at, at least ask me. You didn't ask me. Why didn't you ask me? Oh, I didn't think you were going to help. I think you didn't care. Of course, I wanted help. Of course, I care. I would do whatever I can for you." A vino malkeno. It's not just a vino who's a malkeno. It's it's a, it's a vino who's a malkeno. Father, who father who has the possibility to do something. So invite Hashem. Invite, and Hashem is that's Hashem built us so that we that we would need Hashem. Other creatures, uh, the snake. The snake. Hashem said, you know, he, here's everything you want. Here's, here's the here's a, here's dust. You'll find food all over the place. You don't need me. Wow. But I don't want you to call me. I don't. I'm, I'm going I'm to give you a, a lifetime, one payment. That's it. You know, you don't need me. But people, Kodesh keeps us on the, on the, in the midbar every day, yom yom. That the man had to come every day. Because we have to call on Hashem all the time. Every single day, yeah. And, and to recognize that the Torah is coming from Hashem and the, the goodness and everything and everything to come to Hashem. The more we're going to really ask for it and we're going to receive it after having daven for it, then we'll recognize where it's going to come, where it came from, and we'll make the better use, make the most optimal use out of it. If it came on its own, only natural, without tefillah, then there's no appreciation. We wouldn't appreciate it. We wouldn't use it the way it's meant to be used. It's like those that won the lottery. Yeah. Many of them, they go back to their previous jobs. Why? Because they didn't earn the money. They didn't work hard for it. They just got it, so they spent it now wisely. Same thing with the tefillah. We have to ask. We have to pray. Oh. 
Everyone love it. Amazing. What chizuk? What inspiration? I, mamish feel. I can't wait to daven. I can't. But like you're saying, every moment we should be davening. Halavai, yeah. <laughs> we should you know continue having success in whatever it is that we're doing over here. Okay, Rabbi Lam, we have a minute. We have a custom yeah. at Torah talks. Uh, one final powerful. I mean, everything was powerful. Everything was amazing. But one final message for our broad audience. Yeah, so, so maybe we'll stay on this subject here just for one. You know, just for one minute. And, and you know, sometimes people think that the, that the fruit of davening is we're asking for what we need, and if we get it, so it was a good davening. And if we didn't get it, then somehow. Oh. You know, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you know, what happened? What's I'm going to open on the here? door and I hit the wrong combination. I keep trying. Yeah. I'm trying to get this password, that password, something wrong. You know, how come Hashem, you abandoned me? And the answer, Hashem is not an ATM machine. And that's not the oh, purpose of Dobbin. Oh, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> my, the kids think that you're an ATM. My kids think I'm an ATM. They'll push my buttons. They'll get what they, they'll get what they want. But it, 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 it's really, the premise is, it's about the, the real prize of davening is that we get Hashem. That's the real prize. The relationship. It's related with Hashem. Rav Shimshim Pinky used to say in the Pasuk, Tov chazdecha mechayim. It's good. Your kindliness is even more than life itself. And he gave a moshev that fellow that went to a doctor. He had a terrible illness. And the doctor was trying to cure him and trying to cure him. And they developed a friendship, the doctor and this, and this particular patient. They developed such a warm, delicious friendship. And the, and the patient says to the doctor, he says, even if I don't make it, even if you're not able to cure me, this friendship was worth, was worth more even than the cure that I came for. So more than getting what we want, is that relationship we, we end up in a relationship with the Kodesh Baruch If we can have a relationship with the Kodesh Baruch if you have Hashem, you have everything. Ah. And if you don't have, and if you have everything, but you don't have Hashem, you have, you have nothing. And if you have nothing, but you have Hashem, Rabbi Leibelam Shlita, amazing, phenomenal, great. What chizuk? What inspiration? The sweetness, making, tasting the sweetness of prayer of our, of our tefillah. Uh, very, very powerful words for Rabbi Lam. We want to thank you for all that you do, everything you've done, everything you continue doing. I remember you're at our wedding, by the way, ten years ago. <laughs> One of the brachas. Brach Hashem Hashem. Many, many years. Brach Hashem. We have the relation with the rabbi. I want to thank, give a shout out to Yechiel Cooperstein for helping arrange this. See Miomi. Thank you very, very much. Shout out to our office staff over here, Rabbi and Rahman and Natan A, Natan B, and the entire team over here, Izzy. Uh, every single Tuesday night, Chazak Torah Talks with special guests, special topics. We encourage everyone to join us. We have uh, many ways to uh, listen to this uh, podcast, all the podcast uh, uh, platforms, which I don't really understand, but I get amazing feedback, and we appreciate all the feedback. We encourage everyone to send in uh, their requests and their ideas. We're open to uh, ideas, and uh, we, we promote creativity. If anybody has any ideas, we're open to that as well. Shout out to Torah Anytime and to dailygiving.org. A dollar a day goes a very, very far away. And uh, we, until next time, Mitzvah Shem. Once again, thank you, Rabbi Lem. We should see that you lash them out of complete redemption. It should come in Rabbi Menu, speeding our days. Amen. Amen.